Today on the Building Sustainably podcast, our guest is Scott Sedam with True North Development, a quality consulting group out of Michigan that has worked with hundreds of builders around the country to help them become better builders, delivering a better home, and having strong part, trade partner engagement and participation in quality improvement initiatives. And Scott, what is a good definition of quality? I mean, it's a very subjective term and, oh, and everybody boy. uses it in so many different ways, right? Because you've got, I'm thinking like Buzz Hoffman with Lakewood, you know, he's not building, a, you know, he's not building a high fancy home. There's not a lot of crown molding. There's not a lot of sanded wood floors in place, but yet he wins quality awards for his entry level home. I mean, you get all of these different expectations, quality, and there's certification programs that help sort that out. But in your opinion, Scott, you know, what, give a, us a definition, what's a good definition of, of quality and, and how might that apply to the home building industry? Before I do that, I, I might mention, I, have you, did you ever read the, the somewhat famous book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? I've never read that, but it's oh, many people you, have told me about it. You have to I, read it. Robert Kersig yeah. um, passed away a few years ago, but he nearly uh, went insane, literally, trying to define quality. So just a warning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a remarkable book. I read it again last year. I, hadn't, I read it about every 10 years. But here, here's the thing. It's very difficult to decide, define. It's a little bit like the famous uh, Judge Rehnquist, former Supreme Court judge, you know, asked to define pornography. And he says, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Mm. We'll do a little bit better than that. Okay. okay? <laughs> uh, the thing that it would say what it's not, it's not features and right. benefits. It's not experience of stuff right just because the price oh i have a sister who builds multi-million dollar homes in texas that's her business and uh she i don't think she'll be too upset if she hears i said this online somewhere i'll have to send it to her uh but i have seen entry-level homes that had every bit as good a quality as her three and a half million or three and a half million dollar homes, not counting the lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So you're talking four to five million dollar homes, just as good a quality. And that's hard for some people, but you know, we, we really learned that in, in automotive where there, there were inexpensive cars that the quality was as good or better than a lot of very expensive cars. Uh, there's old, you know, the old phrase, you get what you pay for. Yeah, that's sometimes true, but it's it's often not true either. Sometimes you get more than you pay for, and sometimes you get less than you pay for. And so people have to get that out of their mind real fast that just because uh, something's got uh, more uh, more expensive, for example, is a growy faucet higher quality than a delta faucet? Well, I can tell you, when we uh, remodeled a bathroom, uh, it's about 25 years ago now, my wife fell in love with these growy. uh, uh, They're fancy faucets, really ornate. And then we did did two bathrooms. We did one and we did up on the second floor. Uh, We had more trouble with those growies and we had zero trouble. My son owns that house now. We did those bathrooms about 25 years ago. He's had no problems with those deltas that I've ever heard. Mm. Uh, he bought it from us about five years ago. 
but we, we had a lot of problems with the growies. So yeah, they, they looked cool, but you can get just about, just about the same look. So my sister would never put a Delta faucet in one of her houses and probably Rory wouldn't be there. Probably names of faucets I've never mm-hmm. heard of. Maybe you've never heard of Tim. Right. But sure it is. This is what we go in there, the, you know, three and a half million without lot houses. So it's quality is, is the, is the, the uh, characteristic of a product or a, or a process that it's a characteristic of, I don't know a better word to call it than the, the relative goodness of the product, like the, the quality of it in terms of uh, does it, does it meet its intended function in a really good way? Ideally, you might say an elegant way and elegance. A lot of elegance is, is not having waste in it. Yes. Right. So if I could put out something like, like, for example, I have a, a nice John Deere diesel tractor at our, we have a place up North and some acres. And, uh, uh, my neighbor has a Kubota tractor, the orange ones. Mm-hmm. So I have the green ones. He has the orange ones. You can, and, and it may have ch- Maybe in recent years, it's a little different, but his is probably 10 years old. And I've worked on Kubotas in the past, 10 years old. And, and I'm telling you, they're a pain in the butt to work on. Just difficult, like not designed to be fixed and repaired. But I've always had John Deere's myself, and uh, my grandfather had John Deere's. And then not only work real well, last a long time, they're also easy to repair if you need to repair them. They're designed, they're set up. So if you got to, you know, eventually you got to put a bearing in. Eventually you have a torsion arm that because of, of running it inappropriately over the ground, you eventually have to replace that. Uh, well, little things like changing the oils and filters. By the way, Deer just came out and just saw it advertised a new thing, filter and oil in one uh it's like a big fat, like a, uh, uh, a, 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 one of the big water bottles, you know, uh, and, and you just open the hood, you un- unlatch the old one, take it out and it latch the old one on, you're done. It's yeah. like literally a 30 second oil change. Well, I mean, you're, that's elegant, beautiful. Elegant and beautiful. What you're also talking about is total cost of home own, or ownership, right? Oh, total so, cost is everything. Yeah, everything. It's not just the initial cost of what it costs you to buy your, your, your John Deere in this example, or a house for that matter, but uh, what does it cost for you to maintain it, to operate it, to, to fix right. it? It's- see, but that's where the Kubota and the John Deere, seems like my neighbor's working on his all the time, and I've helped him a few times. I don't have to work on mine, and when I do, it go, it's fast, mm-hmm. easy. And just like changing the implements on my deer, it's like the mower deck, you drive over it to mount it, drive off it. It's like nothing to it. He spends hours unmounting and unmounting his deck. Yeah. So that's part of quality. My favorite Deming quote about that was, and I saw him do it several times. He stood in front of a big audience, like 300 people. And Deming would do this, and he would really drag this out to make the point, which I won't do that today, but you drag it out where, and, and at that point, 90 years old, still doing it. And his voice would, you know, get like 
really slow gravel and stuff like that. And so he's in front of these people, and I'll just do his voice for the first set of he goes, and he, and he and he's standing on kind of the stage, and he, he always wore these really heavy uh, wingtip brome shoes, you know, with the uh, the uh, oh, uh, oh, what's one of the companies the uh, oh Forsheim type of a shoe, you know, really. Uh, with with all the pattering out and everything, so he's pointing down his shoe, kind of looking at the audience real quiet, pointing down his shoe, looking at it. People are like, "What's going on?" And he goes, "Somebody asked me," <laughs> and he points at his shoes again, looks up, points at his shoes. How much these shoes I'm wearing cost me? And everybody's looking. You know, he's got their attention. Like he's pointing at his shoes again, looking up, looking kind of looks at him. He finally and he drugged this out literally for three or four minutes. And he goes, I told him, how could I know? And then he looks at his shoes again, looks at them, and we're thinking, what the old the old man have a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> and he goes, I haven't finished wearing them yet. Yeah, he's not done with them. And and then he would look at the group and he would point, he'd say, Talk about it amongst yourselves. And he'd go back and sit down literally for 15 minutes, then get up and he'd say, tell me what you learned. And it was astounding. It, it was like, and, and for the next hour, people would talk about what that meant and then how it related to their business. And this was people from all businesses, you know, these sessions. And it was like a year-long course in purchasing management if you got it. And it was very Socratic learning. You know, he just didn't tell you every well, he made you figure it out. We had great discussions. I don't know if, uh, my group, we, we just made our own group there. We had an admiral off a battleship from the Navy was one of our group members. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, we, it was just an astounding experience. So that's, that total cost is, and you've heard me say it, I, I used to always say, Bid price versus total cost. And then I uh, started saying, I finally got, so I had to say bid price versus true total cost. And I had true to it because people will miss a lot of the factors. An example is virtually no builder in America measures variance fully and accurately. Variance in terms of the the waste and the errors in building a home. Waste and errors. Everybody thinks they do. But they don't, and I've got, you know, we can sit sit here for days with showing you all the proof I have of that. But there's three areas in which it's not measured. So you do a a PO or a a VPO, variance purchase order. Some people call them EPOs, FPOs. But something that after the house has started, it's being built, something that, uh, you know, a uh, uh, a two by two, Two by six, twelve gets run over on a curb. Uh, the wrong keystone. I have one of those in one of my columns once, and how much that ended up costing. The wrong keystone to go over a door gets shot to the shipped to the job site. Uh, to you know all the issues that take when you have things that go wrong and have to be redone, or someone appliance guy hit a wall or hit a cabinet carrying in a stove and it's got to be repaired. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. A, a little roof leak that popped up, all the things that can happen, a switch that's not working or it's upside down, you know, hot and cold reverse. We could be talking about those forever. So 
when you have a, a variance unit that fix something, you always see material on it. You see labor maybe a, a percentage of the time. Sometimes it's 10%. Rarely is it half the time because a lot of times the trades, they just eat that. So first of all, we're not fully valuing that. We're also at that level, we're missing the impact on other trades often. So we the drywall comes back to hit the uh, to hit the the debt uh, or the damage from the appliance guy hitting it, and maybe he sent the VPO, but the painter just did it. Mm-hmm. He didn't send the VPO, but the painter it's never one trip. You know, if you got drywall, you got to prime it, and you got to probably hit it two hundred. So it's probably three times. So right there, people aren't counting at all, right? Then the two big factors that virtually no one counts is all the overhead in the builder that goes with variance, all the time and brain damage, you know, invoicing, processing, managing, supervising, inspecting, and all the overhead in the supplier and or trade that are involved. As a result, we tell builders, you can just flat out count on whatever you're Showing from variance, multiply it by five at the minimum. It's if you want true total cost. Now, if I've got different, if I've got a product that I got for a, for a better price, but I'm not tracking that true total cost of the variance, for example, just one of those for the variance, I don't know what that product really costs. And all of a sudden, what I thought was quality was a good deal. It was was intelligent decision wasn't right because that initial cost was attractive what you don't understand is the performance of the product and one of the things i really also understood is you know quality is defined can be defined as a conformance to a set of standards you know that's a that's kind of a common common, yeah that's the old yeah the old way of doing it right but there's also conformance to what the customer's expectations are of standards yes right so like the two different house products, like the one your sister builds versus the one that say like Buzz uh, Hoffman build with, at Lakewood on the entry level side, both of those could be quality homes. They're just different expectations of what you're going to, what you're going to pay for it. Yeah. But you shil- still should expect a certain level of performance in, in not this heavy maintenance, like we were talking about with the example yeah. between the two tractors, you know, you could buy a, a more affordable car that probably is more higher quality than some of those luxury brands. That's another, right? But you know, Absolutely. so it's not features and benefits. That's what we started this with. It's not features and benefits. It's really, it's the total cost of ownership. Yeah, ha- having a fancy light fixture, a sh- or chandelier, or having, you know, having a, a, a fancy wood railing instead of a painted pine railing, okay? That's not quality per se. You can have a fancy wood railing that ends up being lousy, uh, that uh, and you know insulation can affect that too. Uh, you know, at the simplest form, that I remember years ago, guys at John Deere, you say you say uh, performance to expectations. They used to set, boil it down to the level of uh, they used to say fit for use. Hmm. And I'd be like, isn't it oversimplifying a little bit? And they said, well, start there, fit for use, and then they would define what all that meant. Uh, I said, well, it seems to me I could I could have some things that were f- fit for use that still weren't high quality. They said, no, no, not if you really understand quality. So that get it incredibly simple. Uh, most people don't take it down that far. But uh, but they're an example. Their reputation for their products is 
was was great a hundred years ago, and it's still fantastic today. So, Scott, there's you. You talked a little bit about the Malcolm Baldridge Award um, when we were talking about. Uh, I think you referred to it as NHQA, but with Florida Power and Light and with with um, with Motorola, there there are ways that we can define get through accredited type of um, programs like the National Housing Quality Award, and even going through the. I mean, we did with you two lean blitzes with our trade partners, and it was eye opening. Um, what were the opportunities in terms of collaboration and engagement between trade partners and builders? But I want to kind of, if we could go into the development of quality programs within the construction industry, the NHQA, National Housing Quality Award, is one of those tools. And that was benchmarked off of Malcolm Baldridge, wasn't it? Yes, yes. And I I was a, a, many years ago, was an examiner on the Malcolm Baldridge National Quality Award, which can be in the industry. And then uh, we, about well, we uh, I forget the fellow's name, but he was a professional builder way back about 30 years ago. Now, he developed the National Housing Quality Award, uh, which has evolved a lot, as you know. Uh, uh, Tim and I are both uh, both examiners for National Quality Award. I have the honor of being uh, the longest running examiner now. Congratulations! Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's uh, yeah, it, I'll get a raise for that, right? It's all, you know, it's all volunteer that you do, but. That it's evolved over the years quite a bit, uh, and how we do it, how we measure it, and we have some more evolution this year, uh, which is a good thing. But that is a way to really uh, self-examine, and you look at various areas. You you look at uh, human resources. You look at strategy, leadership, uh, uh, constructed construction management. Uh, Process customer service, customer service, process oh. management, service, yep. and we also uh, have results. Uh, and that was interesting in the beginning of, of Malcolm Baldridge, like the beginning of NHQA. We said, "Well, we're we're just going to make a pure process, not results." But of course, what happens is it is possible you can have a company that has good processes, at least surfacely, but isn't successful, doesn't make any money or, uh, or goes downhill after that. If you don't keep your eye on the ball in terms of, you know, we, in order to stay in business and have these good processes, we still have to be profitable. So, uh, we added in the results section, section eight, some years ago and, and look at that and see, uh, but it's results of all, in all sorts of areas. You know, we ask people, what's your, what's your turnover? Uh, of your people. Uh, and that's, you know, things like that, maybe not a hard and fast indicator, but they're, they're important to, to see our, our people taking care of, of uh, their people and their culture. Uh, so in terms of other programs that were out there, a lot of states did them for a while, but most of those faded away uh, because it was just too hard to keep them going administratively and keep judges engaged and going. Mm. Uh, we've been fortunate that we've been able to keep a, a good panel of judges. There's, you know what, there's a core group of eight or 10, and then there's usually another eight or 10 that can, uh, if you win, if you win the top level, then you have to be a commit to being a, one of the judges for, I think it's two years or is it three? Yeah, I think, I think it's three years. Um, yeah. With the- bring in new, new thinking. Right. Uh, there are some certifications out there. Um, there's one through the NHB, what, Research Center? Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, I, they have a housing innovation uh, award, I believe they have through through that program. Um, yeah. You know, with the NHQA, the National Housing Quality Award, you you reference those eight sections are really a full balanced appro- approach to looking at the home builder operations. Because you and I both know that there are home builders out there that excel with their trade partners in the manufacturing process, but their customer satisfaction is 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 just not healthy um, or maybe the culture of the company isn't healthy but they perform they can deliver a truly a quality home but maybe not a quality experience and this looks at the holistic approach of a healthy organization again senior leadership strategic planning process management we all know that home building is a function of trade partners and a process of, build, of scheduling and building a home. And obviously you got to have a team to do it, but you know, the NHQA brings an accredited program that really looks holistically at an entire operation. And, and you look, it's been going on now for close to 30 years. Yeah. And you look the, the companies uh, over the years uh, that, that have won. Right? Oh, we're not, you know, and I stop myself. We, we don't like to say won. We like to say earned. Earned. Right. Okay? It's, not, it's not a contest. There is no first place, second place, or third place. It's you, you know, everybody you're competing against a set of standards, not against each other. Yeah. And so, and you can have, we have had a couple times, two gold award winners sure. in a year. That's been rare. We have years where we have no gold award winners. Yeah, this isn't the Olympics. Uh, and yeah, it isn't, you're going head to head with who it is that year. Yep. Uh, so we, and we like to say you, you don't win it. Uh, it's something you earn. Yeah. I love uh, that. Like demonstrating your abilities. Uh, it's for me, it's been such an opportunity and it, it always amazes me that, that some of the, you know, that I'm being real frank here, uh, in saying sometimes that the judges that fade out or don't come back. Uh, especially from some of the winning companies, because you get a chance uh, every time that you are an examiner. Uh, uh, we like to say rather than judge, but we slip into judge. Every time you're an examiner, you learn about a really good company. You go there firsthand and spend two full days with them. And that's after spending a lot of time scoring their initial, doing the initial scoring on their application, which is quite a substantial application. Uh, so you really learn about this companies and you, you pick up ideas, you see things that are working, uh, and they'll tell you things that they tried that didn't work. Uh, so it's such an opportunity, uh, to, when you're an examiner, it's, it, it's a great thing. Yeah, I agree 100%, Scott. I've, I've learned a tremendous amount from going to these site visits and just, it's a different perspective of how somebody runs an operation and there's. There's there's great ideas that I get from it that and it stimulates thoughts and things that you know we may have done in the past and it's like oh that we dropped that why did we drop that so we come back and 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 kind of revive those parts of our operation but I, I as you and I know you you enjoy this too is we're giving back to the to our industry and helping support others get getting better at what they do and there's builders out there that are 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 thriving for this type of of connection with whether it's a national housing quality award or what I'd like to talk about next is just some of the things that you've done with builders bringing in some of the lean manufacturing element uh, into home building you know from 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 those that are manufacturers bringing that element that was new and fresh into home building when you started 
Thanks for listening to part two of this three-part episode with Scott Sedan. Join us next time as we finish up our conversation about total quality management.